Hello, listeners. It's Susan, and I'm here with your April Headlines Roundup. So if you remember, this is where I'm going to go through and talk about some of those cases that you're seeing these days all over the headlines, the celebrity and high-profile divorces. And we're going to dive underneath those headlines to talk about what's going on in those cases, not from that prurient interest point of view that um, I think a lot of these articles are written from or the news stories are you know, filmed from, but from from the perspective of trying to pull out the helpful information and facts and strategies that you can use in your own divorce or in helping those around you who might be going through divorce. So if you're ready, come on, let's go and we'll dive on in. I wanted to talk about, I've seen actually a few headlines on this case and I'm going to apologize in advance um, because Tandy Newton, the actress, um, I know has is using these days her full name, which I believe is Tandaway, but if I am uh, mispronouncing that, I, I sincerely apologize. Um, but the headline that's been all over uh, the press lately is that she has uh, been withdrawn and or been let go from the Magic Mike film sequel amid her divorce from her longtime husband. I believe they've been married 24 years and they have three children. Um, And she seems, at least according to the headlines, to be battling some emotional issues around this separation. Um, And I think we can all have some compassion for that. Uh, One thing I'll say is it probably doesn't help very much to have it splashed across the headlines um, and talked about, which is something I guess is the downside of the celebrity uh, that comes with the upsides of celebrity. Um, She, again, reportedly based on the news reports, had been acting strangely on set. She was very high strung um, and apparently just had an emotional breakdown The different reports that I've read up to and including today when I'm taping this uh, is that she may be entering rehab to deal with the emotional content of the marriage um, and the breakup of the marriage. And I, I wanted to touch on that because I have had many clients over the years um, have to or find it helpful to take a break from uh, the stress and uh, you know everything that they're dealing with at the time that their relationship um, reaches that breaking point. And for those who can afford it, going to a rehab or mental health facility where you are, you know, separated from the usual stressors of life can be a wonderful approach not one that's available to people of what I'll call ordinary means. Um, And I think that highlights very much why we need to be so self-aware and uh, looking to self-care during the time of divorce. You know, if you listen to me or follow me in any way, that I believe very strongly in self-care and self-love in all things, But certainly as you go through, uh, enter into the divorce process and go through that, any 
any cracks that were in your facade before that are only going to get deeper and wider. And if you don't pause, take some time and make some moves in order to support yourself, uh, usually only negative things will flow. And so whether you are in the beginning of your process, whether you are in the middle or whether you're past it and still in, in a case of recovery from your divorce, I encourage you to really spend some time diving into your emotional content, your physical health, and really putting some effort and time into that, whatever it may look like. It can be going and checking into a lovely facility in Arizona, like Tansy might be able to do. Um, it could be you know, asking a family member or a friend to watch the kids for a couple of hours while you go and go to the gym and get a workout in um, or go, um, go have lunch with a friend or go watch a movie by yourself in a movie theater or whatever feels like something rejuvenating and, and emotionally calming. So, you know, everybody goes through stress at the time of divorce and all of the difficult things that you're, you're facing at this time. Famous people are no different. They just may have different resources available. I highly recommend you look into helping yourself. And again, on Divorce and Beyond, we have so many episodes. Uh, Dr. Elizabeth Cohen has been on our divorce doctor who we love so much. She's been on numerous times talking about how to deal with the emotional content of divorce. Um, there are so many episodes around this and around the self-care. Just go look through the archive, find one that, that speaks to you. And even maybe that can be your 40 minutes, 30, 40 minute break in your day. Put those headphones on and relax. But we need to take care of ourselves. The next, there's two headlines uh, that I want to dive into next. And they really sort of the same uh, story behind them or fact that I want to get out to people um, but they've both been in the news recently, so I wanted to talk about both of them, and I think there's lessons in each tale. So one, the first one is Jana Kramer um, and her ex-husband, Jonathan Sachs. I, I think it's Satch. Um, he was um, married to Christina Applegate originally, and then when they divorced, he met Jana on set in a movie they were doing. They had sort of one of those whirlwind romances. And actually, I think I was reading that uh, Jana filed for divorce nine days after they got married. And there's actually a really wonderful article that they uh, interview that they did. And it's uh, I read it in Us Magazine. I'll have a link, as always, in the show notes. But it's a conversation that the two um, were having and talking about their split and about their relationship and both are talking about their their underlying emotional content very um uh, with with a great deal of of up being very upfront and talking about this he he Jonathan was talking about the fact that he still really had not healed and gotten over his divorce and relationship uh, from Christina Applegate when he started the relationship with Jana. Now we've talked in many episodes about if you don't do some work and on yourself and work on healing from one relationship, jumping into another one is not going to help. Um, in fact, you're more likely to continue to repeat those 
mistakes. And, and that's what he says. I'm not extrapolating it. He says that's much of what happened here. And uh, Jana says the same. She really pushed him to get into a relationship, knowing that he wasn't ready, um, and then being upset with him when it didn't work out, even though he had warned her that he didn't feel ready. Um, and there's one poignant little um, sentence in here from Jonathan where he said, um, almost five years ago is when I decided I would never hate myself again and I gave up shaming myself. And I think that that is such a significant sentence. I'm so thankful that someone with a high profile would be willing to share that sentiment because I think there's a deep, deep benefit in understanding that when we do things as humans that hurt other people or that don't turn out to have been something that goes down the right path, we have that infinite capacity to blame ourselves and shame ourselves, um, which leads to a lot of self-hate, not self-love that I was just talking about with the Tandy Newton story. Um, so I thought that this was a beautiful sentiment of two people who honestly admit when they got divorced had a great deal of acrimony and who have found themselves and their way back to each other. They're both married to other people. Um, they've both, you know, moved on in their lives, but have found their way back to being friends by and and to loving each other and uh, each other's spouses and um and themselves by really looking deeply into their roles and their fault in what happened in their interpersonal relationship. And again, I want to emphasize the power of deciding I would never hate myself again and giving up on shaming yourself. That, you know, when Jonathan says that, I think that's probably the most powerful sentence I've read in a long time. And then the next story was very similar, um, and I found it interesting having dealt with a lot of professional athletes in my career. So Shaquille O'Neal um, has recently done an interview. He was on uh, the Pivot podcast talking about his divorce and failed marriage with Shawnee O'Neal, which is many years ago now. Um, but, you know, here's a quote from him. I was bad, the NBA legend said. She was awesome. She really was. It was all me. Um, he said he was, wasn't protecting her and he wasn't protecting his vows. Sometimes when you live that double life, you get caught up. I'm not going to say it was her. It was all me. Uh, now that's, you know, somebody who's clearly, again, done some work has reflected on the, what they have done, what they did, what happened in their marriage, what role they played in the breakdown of their marriage. And, and in this particular case, it's been Shaq's you know, choice or, or belief that he played a bigger part in that breakdown. And I think that that's an important factor there as well. He's not saying it in a shaming way to himself, much as what we just talked about um, in uh, the Jana and Jonathan story, but he is taking full responsibility for his role and has been saying, you know, that 
really his family was everything and it's not it's something that he through his inaction or actions that were con counter to family and counter to the relationship that really brought about the end of that marriage and relationship um, he says that after they separated he felt lost you know and it really took him a long time to get back on his feet part of getting back on his feet was looking at and acknowledging his role in the breakdown. And that is something that as a divorce attorney and divorce professional working with people, and honestly, as a person who's gone through divorce myself, I can tell you that that is just a constant theme. When you are looking at the breakdown of your relationship and it's all what the other person did wrong, your entire conversation with yourself and with anyone else who will listen often is he did this, she did that. That is not taking you anywhere close to healing. It has really nothing. Your healing has nothing to do with what he or she did. It has everything to do with looking at what you did, what role you played in it. You are never 100% blameless. You may only be 1% of the problem, but you need to at least look at that 1%. And the shame and blame on the other person is never going to help you move forward. And honestly, the shame and blame on your 1% or 99% or whatever it might be isn't going to help you. But understanding it, caring for yourself enough to understand it, to love yourself and to forgive yourself for that and to move forward and to maybe be able to, as in this case, Shaq talking with his ex or putting this out there in the world. So I'm assuming she reads it. And, you know, the Jana and Jonathan story where they've they've come back together as friends so many years after the relationship ended badly, that is healing, that is moving on, that is moving forward. So there's much there for us to learn uh, really from a an emotional perspective. And I guess there's a theme this month because I think the next story is a little bit along those lines as well. Um, Kaylee Cuoco just was uh, on the cover of Glamour magazine, uh, really one of the you know most famous actresses, most popular television actresses in the world. Um, I think at one point there she was the highest paid or may still be the highest paid um, actress on television. And she said she's swearing off marriage after two divorces. That's the headline. Now, first of all, as a divorce attorney, I can absolutely tell you that at some point in time, I think nearly every single client has said to me, they're never getting married again. Um, and that's, that's fine. That's, that's what, where people are in that moment. Um, I don't know if absolutes are something that we need to, or lines like that are something that we need to draw in the sand at any point in time. But if it helps you in that moment to make that boundary for yourself, um, certainly, you know, that's something to say. But what I thought was really significant is she talks very much about her role to her road to recovery um, now with two divorces um, under her belt. Um, and she's here's a quote from the article. My therapist and I are working on forgiveness and forgiving myself for making mistakes, she said. I think that's been the hardest thing is just accepting that I'm normal and that I'm not superwoman. I mean, can we just say that that goes back to what we just talked about in the first two stories? Am I 
a bit of a broken record this month, but these are the I, these are the powerful stories and messages that I'm seeing out there that I wanted you to hear. Not the Kaylee Cuoco says she's never getting married again. That's the sort of sensationalist sensationalist thing that the author of the article decided to use as clickbait to get you to read the article. But it was when you really dove into this article that you got the the real gems, the golden nuggets, as I like to call them. Um, she said, you know, also in there, um, I struggle with what I want, what I think I'm supposed to have being fearful, being scared of what the future hold. It's the pressure of family, of kids, of can I have all these things? And do I want all those things? She's, she's eminently normal, right? I read that, I read that phrase from her, from Kaylee, and I want to say, gosh, Kaylee, we're, we all have those same feelings, those same fears, those same pressures. I know so many of you are, when going through divorce, I felt this way myself, like that future was just a big black hole. And does it hold family? Does it hold kids? Does it hold a new future? What does it look like? What do I want? Um, there's something almost scary about not knowing what you want or if you should want it or if you really do want it. So I think that there's such significance and again, understanding that all of these stories this week seem to be very much focused on healing through the process and after the process. It makes me think of the episode that I did um, with Karen Millen um, about healing. Karen is a, a coach, a healing coach, and she works in healing modalities. Um, and that whole episode um, was called It's Never Too Early to Start Healing. And um, and Karen has her wonderful podcast, The Healing Podcast. Um, but right, that is, it's never too early to start on your journey of healing. And that goes back to that self-care that we talked about in the first story. Um, so yes, there's a theme here. I guess I'm trying to um, really drive home the need to look underneath um, the headlines maybe in your life and in your divorce and in your story and look more at um, what is really happening, what really happened, and what's really going to be helpful to you. And in the spirit of being helpful, another story, and this one gets a little bit off of uh, the you look underneath, um, but I have seen a number of headlines in the past couple of days with the launch of the new, uh, what I think is called the Kardashians. Um, you knew you couldn't get through one of these headline episodes without a Kardashian story, but it's only tangentially about Kim and Kanye's divorce because it's actually going to, it's focusing on Kris Jenner as the mother of someone going through such a high profile divorce. Kris has also, I think, been divorced two or three times herself. So certainly someone who has her own inner knowledge of divorce and the divorce process. In fact, um, I will put it in the show notes, but I posted um, a post today with a quote from Chris um, about her divorce from Bruce, formerly Bruce Jenner, uh, now Caitlyn Jenner. Um, she said, we have children together and we have families and memories and holidays and traditions. I don't want to give that up. I don't want him to take that away from me and I don't want to take 
that away from him. We work together to make sure that we're both happy. We are well-rounded human beings that are going through a tough time. She added, you just do the best that you can. Um, and, and if the gender pronouns in there are not correct, I apologize. I'm reading the quote as it was written. Um, so I have not, um, made any changes to that, uh, to be correct. I just wanted to use her words. I think that's a powerful message. And that's much what she has said recently about what she's trying to do to support Kim as she goes through what is honestly a horrific public divorce. Um, divorces are all difficult, but to have your divorce under that microscope with a person struggling with mental health issues and abuse, uh, very as we've talked about in previous episodes, um, and, and I thought it was significant to talk about how we can support other people who are going through divorce, our loved ones, our family, our friends, when they are going through divorce. Um, so what Chris said in trying to help uh, Kim is we all spend a lot of our time together. I know she feels and she knows that she has the support of her entire family. I think she's just doing the best she can to make sure the co-parenting stuff goes well. She's an amazing mom. And it, that seems very simple. What, what I just read there, like really, what is she doing? But it's that support. It's that we're all here for you. It is not the criticism of you should do this or you should do that. Um, there's no criticism in here about Kanye, although it would be very easy as a mother um, to use her platform to perhaps discuss what is going on um, and what he is doing to her daughter and her, her grandchildren. There's none of that in this quote. Um, there's only love and support and positive uh, phrases for her daughter um, and her daughter's support. That is something that I think we forget sometimes when those that we love are hurting and going through the breakup or a relationship. It is a very human thing that when someone says, I can't believe this person is doing this, they're hurting me so much, to say, You're, they are such a jerk. They are, you should, you know, go after them. This was wrong, that was wrong. It very well may be 100% correct, but reinforcing it and reinforcing, reinforcing victimhood is not always the best thing that you can do for somebody. Sometimes it's, I am so sorry you are going through this. How can I help you in this moment? What can I do to support you to move forward, to get better, to, to get, be helped? Um, not reinforcing Kanye such an ass because honestly he is if or he isn't I don't I don't know what you think if you're out there and you're listening to this I happen to think you know his behavior is unfortunately mental health related and and horrible um, but it doesn't talking about that doesn't do much to help Kim uh, Kardashian, right? She has to deal with it. And so real help is, I am so sorry that you are going through this. How can we support you? Well, mom's just supported her, whether she meant to or not, by putting out this statement that says she's just doing the best she can to make sure the co-parenting stuff goes well. She's an amazing mom. To me, as a divorce attorney, divorce professional, that's about as positive support as you can give to somebody is putting that out there in the world and and I would assume putting that out there to Kim. So keep that in mind when you speak to your friends or family 
or to yourself if you're the one going through the divorce uh, because we support ourselves going back to all the stories before this. So I had one more headline story to go over. Um, We all, through COVID, many people binge watched the Tiger King uh, divorce or the Tiger King. And now all over the headlines splashed left and right is the fact that the Tiger King is getting divorced from prison, no less, right? He's in prison for, I think it's 21 years. So I was, I had a lot to talk about with this one. And then I found out that our friend, Holly Davis, who visited with us a few months ago, I think back in January, to talk about the Ben and Juliana Zobris divorce and the role that fraud plays in divorce, a really popular episode. Um, Well, Holly and her husband, they are both attorneys with a joint firm, they are representing the Tiger King's husband, Dylan Passage. And so Holly came on and we did an, an entire episode talking about tales from the Tiger King, the power of taking the high road in a divorce. And it's a pretty powerful episode. A lot of great golden nuggets. I'm so grateful to Holly for coming back to talk about it. We also have a little update on the Zobris divorce. Um, so if you're looking for that, come and join us on Monday uh, for a full episode with Holly Davis. Um, and we will see you then. So be sure to tune in Monday morning, 6 a.m. for the next Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'll see you soon.